the greatest sound in sports comes in a flashing light. It's Light the Lamp with Brian Blessing and Cam Stewart. One of my favorite parts of the week. I have many. Love our guests on the radio show. Love watching, talking sports. But I love when I get the chance to hang with my dear friend Cameron. And we have a couple of chuckles and dish out what we hope is good information. It's the Light the Lamp podcast, Sirius 159, Sports Radio Network, all, all the platforms. Cameron. Before we start, my friend, you got a good-looking haircut. And, buddy. <laughs> the Brock Lesnar. Buddy, you do have the Brock Lesnar. You dropped some tonnage, buddy boy. You're looking good. <laughs> yeah, that's what diabetes will do, Brian. It's going to my doctor's office. The guy gave me a scare. Like, uh, I got to tell you, I usually don't listen to this guy, but he really he got me this time. Like, I'm not, I'm not screwing around. No, it's a shame, Brian. I was basically sponsored by Steam Whistle Beer. It's got to go, you know. But uh, the good news is, you know, Vinny vodka still around. I can have a vodka and a water, you know, after a long day of work. And uh, Plan yeah, B. Got, <laughs> yeah, Shmirnoff's happy, as you know. My girlfriend's uh, always Ricola. been a big fan. So, Ricolaf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, if you guys haven't known, if you want if you want a gallon of Ricolaf in uh, outside of Buffalo, great deals under twenty bucks. You oh. might blow up your house, but hey, <laughs> stuff flammable. They ain't sponsoring this show, but you can you can take all the fancy. You know, I'm not knocking. You know the big fancy names of vodka. I'm telling yeah. you, you give me that 9.99 liter of McCormick's pop-offs. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing, man. In Canada, it's called uh, Prince Igor. Is our basically paint thinner. <laughs> you drink that stuff, it's like, oh god, I think I just like cut something inside me here. It's sharp. I know, like honestly, that stuff takes. It's like turpentine. You might as well be drinking like <laughs> paint remover. It's, like, it's, like, it's good stuff, though. Hey, it gets love, the job done, right, Brian? I, I love it. You know, <laughs> people that don't know about about the Canadian thing, and it's my God, Cammy, it's been a long time for me. I'm assuming it's still there, but people don't know about the return of this into an alcohol show. But uh, the Brodeur Triple X beer. <laughs> oh, that stuff's awesome. No, what, yeah. What, the, what is that like? It's like I mean, it's a beer, but is it like twenty five percent alcohol or something? Yeah, no, it's just pretty thick. Like it, it's basically like an alcohol milkshake instead of like chocolate or whatever you put it. It's, it's straight up. No, that that stuff's even too thick. But yeah, Brian, it's funny. I, I got this beer and I didn't know. Now the doctor kind of told me. He's like, listen, you can have. You know, vodka water is probably the best. If you're going to drink beer, you drink like this Michelob Ultra, like 70 carb stuff. If you have a, need a couple beers, I'm like, okay, sounds good, whatever. So I go to the store and I see this stuff and it had a can with a cat with lasers coming out and it was just like wild. It had all the colors. Like I'm like, this is amazing. It's called Flying Monkey. It was like 10.6%. I drank it and I was like, woo, yeah, hey. 10.6%. I had one of those beers. I'm like, I was in orbit, bro. Oh, I you know me. You. We've, I, we've, we've drinking together like a I, lot of time. I'm like, oh, oh God, my Lord. I can, I can see you at the blackjack table holding a flying monkey. <laughs> monkey 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 don't split on 20 no you're right uh, brian actually it's funny the only time i've ever like passed out or whatever it was in buffalo it was actually before a seahawk game i remember me and my buddy we went to the mall and we were drinking this stuff called crazy horse malt liquor i did a starfish in the walden galleria like i hit the deck i gave to roll me starfish. over to the bench <laughs> well, 
Boom. No, I started seeing stars. I'm like, oh my God. Like, and I was pounding. Like, well, I don't you know, know what they put you, in that you, stuff. You do but. realize it's where we actually met met for the first time. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 Ga- the Gabe tr- uh, Marenzi tree is now like a California redwood. Yeah, yeah. Marenzi, uh, he gave that a full watering. <laughs> Excellent work by Gabe. Yeah, horticulturalist <laughs> and broadcaster. <laughs> Uh, like some God, good stuff, yeah. Think about, <laughs> yeah. 2015 or 2005, that was. Oh my God! No, you said it, Brian. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna be coming down probably just after the Super Bowl. It's been I know, but you said it. It's been crazy. Like time flies. Like it's like I haven't seen you in a couple of years. I usually go down to the El Cortez every year. It just feels weird, and uh, hopefully it gets better. And you know, just getting into the hockey stuff, we've been pretty clean so far, but... Uh, oh, here we go. You know, exactly. In, in my, you know, I, know, I know we had to talk about that. No, this Ottawa situation is pretty crazy, and it's pretty close to my backyard, even though, you know, I'm three and a well, half, four, four hours away. But they had they had to shut it down. Like, I saw the reports with the guys. They were they were having false test positives and this and that. And they had 10 guys and a coach. Ten. Like, that's a lot of players, well, man. The, I the hope funny thing is, ends. how does it pay? And Pittsburgh... It was spread out over time where Pittsburgh had Sullivan and eight players. Yeah. They were able to keep going, and they were 1-4-2 and two in that stretch. Yeah. And look how frustrated Crosby is. Uh, you know, he came back the other night. He, he uh, Who did he ragdoll? He threw him against the boards. He's not a good one. <laughs> Yeah, but, that Capitals kid. Yeah, he, yeah that's but, right. But, I mean, this is what we had talked about that with, okay, virtually all these guys have been vaccinated. What does it tell you, buddy? I mean – you know, with the boosters and the this and the that. Not, not, not to get into. No, I don't want to get into it. No, but no, no, no. Guys, no, 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 no same with gonna, the NFL. Like Fitzpatrick's uh, immune, uh, vaccinated and he still gets it. So it's and, a real and problem. And Roethlisberger. And yeah. this, is, this is the point that we had said that, you know, the hope is a guy here, a guy there. It's going to happen. What you hope wouldn't happen would be that there was a, a t- an outbreak in a locker room. But this is not going away anytime soon, Cam. I mean, especially no, before, before COVID, right? Yeah. The biggest Petri dish on God's planet was a hockey, a hockey dressing room. Exactly. No, the, I played the game. It's, it's basically hot sauna, wet equipment. It's a disaster. Yeah. If you want to like grow bacteria, a hockey dressing room is definitely the place to do it. I'm actually happy that it's just the Ottawa senators. So they lose games against New Jersey, Nashville, and the Rangers. But apparently Brian, from what I've been told by, um, a lot of the guys in, in the Ottawa, you know, who cover the team, and I've seen reports on TV. I haven't talked to them personally, but just saying, like Melnick got on the phone with Bettman and said, "You got to shut this down." The right. owner, he's like, I, "We we can't continue like this." They're, they're a struggling team to begin with, and losing that many guys, you might as well just call it a write off. But uh, let's just pray it doesn't go to any other team. Like you're right, Pittsburgh just avoided disaster, but uh, we could have a problem well, on the on our hands with flu season. And, and too. God bless nightmare. Ottawa. I mean, I'm not, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it's on, you know. It it happens to be them, and but the, the situation itself. Okay, this is a young team. They're playing hard. They're 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 always trying, and they're building towards something, right? Four ten and one. But if this happens, you know, to a team that's knee deep off to a good start, it could. I mean, the the fact is they're missing three games, and if they played those games, this goes back to last year, where you had teams. Literally, you had the devil showed up on a Saturday with Paul Mary gets it, and the Sabres mm-hmm. say, we don't want to play the Sunday game. It was back-to-back days. And the league said, no, go play it. Well, lo and behold, Sabres, who were doing pretty good at the time, 14 guys. And they had an outbreak. Vancouver yeah. had an outbreak. Uh, you know, I mean, we got to be very, very 
careful with this that you don't lose the integrity of a season. The one luxury they'll have is the three-week Olympic break. There will be a compacted schedule later, but I think there's going to be room for them to maybe ease back into this. But it really bears close watching. I agree. And let, let's just hope this is the only problem that we have because <laughs> this, is, this is the only league right now, Brian, that's, like, stopped it because of it. Like, you know what I mean? We're, we're getting through this thing. And, yeah, they had to nip it at the bud. And speaking of Vancouver, when we talk about it, a team that me and you really, really liked, um, Green's done. Like, it, it's just a matter of time. Uh, you know what it is? If they, if they lose this game this week, Nailed like it. a couple more games this week, he's done. It's, no, listen, it's, it's guaranteed. Listen, they lost to Colorado last week 7-1. They got smoked. All right. Yeah. They play Colorado on Tuesday night at home. If Colorado puts the Sasquatch foot on them again, maybe Benning and Green. I mean, by one. Oh, betting's a part of the problem, too. Like, they, they should be a better hockey team than this. You said it, Brian. Look at the. I mean, we sit there and go. The Anaheim Ducks beat these guys five to one. Anaheim, by the time of taping of the show, has won seven games in a row. The Anaheim Ducks. Is Who it, saw this coming? This Zegris guy's an absolute monster. Like, he's just unbelievable. Like, they get great goaltending. They're be, like, if you would have told me the Anaheim Ducks would win seven games in a row, I'd say you're nuts. Like, you know what the hell you're talking no, about. No, I like, know. The Ducks, the Kings, I mean, and even the Sharks. But, I mean, you, we were both – I'm not, not going to make excuses. We both thought this was a team could be third in that division. Mm-hmm. And what, what Benny put together on paper looked really good. So, I, I'm not going to sit here and defend them because a buck stops at the top. But it, it seems like it's clearly Green has lost this team. It might be. I always thought Travis Green was like kind of a guy that, you know, the players played for, former player, whatever, but you're right. It's an issue now. He hasn't thrown anybody under the bus. He's, ta- you know, he's taking a lot of the blame for it, but you said it. You lose, you get, you get smoked by Colorado. Maybe they hang on, but if they lose uh, at least two games guarantee, one is probably going to happen. Exactly what you say, Brian. Like they have to change it up. They're already falling way too back. And you know how hard it is in the National Hockey League to get that extra point to battle, like winning games in regulation you have to do. You cannot. This is the league you cannot come back. Like, you think you could look at it and go, wow, we're only 12 points back. It's a lot when you really think about it because teams find ways to scrape out points, overtime shootout losses, and the like. You know that, Brian, right? And it's hard to win games like that on a streak in regulation and keep on getting full points. Vancouver, they need to make some changes because they got too much talent on that team to let this uh, fester. Hey, I got to ask you something. You know, we, we've always said that hockey's the best sport to bet. I mean, if you do your homework, but because the numbers are so goofy at times and you just shake your head and a quick story to get to it, Jake, we do our Fridays. I do Vegas Sportsbook radio over at the Superbook at the Westgate. If you ever come into town, come by, say hi on Fridays. It's an unbelievable place. And Jake Cornegay is as good as it gets, you know, in this industry. Yeah. And we're driving to the from home from the golf course on Saturday. And he just says, hey, do you know what? What's the number on the Golden Knights game tonight? And I said, uh, blah, 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 blah. And I said, I said, what's going on with Vegas? Because even here, you know, people just dump the truck on them always. And I go, well, I, I, you know, I don't know what's going on with the Vegas. I go, they were only $1.20 against Seattle the other night at home. And Jay says, Jay says, no, they weren't. I said, Jay, I'm telling you, they were. I said, I swear to you, I said, I do all these shows the morning of. We're going, I think it closed minus 25. And I'm sitting there going, how is that possible? You're playing an expansion team at T-Mobile Arena. 
I mean, this and, and this, this continues to happen. It's like money-wise, there's been this big fade on, on Vegas, and I understand that they're all injured, but they were minus a dollar twenty at home to Seattle without Mark Stone. Now they're playing on a Tuesday night, and Carolina comes in, and we know Carolina's on a Tootsie roll and having a great start. But Vegas is eight and two in their last ten, and they're on home ice, right? And Carolina is walking in into Vegas as like a dollar what thirty favorite. It, yeah, it, it should be a pick em. How does that should mean? be a pick em. What am I missing, Cam? You're not missing anything. I, I just think it's really weird. Vegas got off to a, a slow start, and the, the books. Even the offshores, Brian, same thing. Like when they played the Minnesota Wild, I'm looking at these lines going, Vegas used to be 20 cents or 30 cents more than this. They and were that was inflated in every game. Yeah. We, a game you thought they should have been $1.40. Exactly. $1.75. And, but, the point, but the point is, in terms of not making any adjustments, Vegas, Vegas was finding ways to win. But you're 8-2 and two in your last 10. Yes, Carolina is off to a great start. But, oh, by the way, Mark Stone returned to the lineup. He's worth 20 cents to the line. He returned to the lineup the other night. I, I don't know. It's just it's one of these. And if Carolina can walk in here and win this game, I'm not saying that, that that's the case. I just – somebody is consistently dumping a bus fading Vegas. I gotta tell and you they're losing money. Yeah. And here's another thing about Carolina, and, and we know Frederick Anderson, I've seen him for years. He's off to a great start. I, I just don't think they can maintain – the level of play that they're playing. I think they're an upper echelon team, Brian, but Tampa Bay is still better. I think Florida is still better than them. I think they're right there, but just not as good as those teams, and we'll see. And you're, you're lying to me when we first started, the, you know what I mean? We've been gambling for decades, but when we first started doing shows 15, 20 years ago, water finds its level, and that's the thing. You wait till these guys uh, get into the thick of thing, and we'll, and and we'll see. Not, their their depth a, will be questioned. No, I know. It's not a Vegas thing. It's The story is – We've always said it's the best sport to bet because you find these chinks in the armor and goofy numbers. And, and, and it's almost like, okay, Vegas got off to a bad start. Oh, Vegas had all these injuries. But, oh, by the way, they're 8-2 and two in their last 10. And it's like these numbers are, are numbers that would have been up 10 days ago. It's like, what are they doing, reviewing this every two weeks and, and making adjustments? I, they're, not, they're, just, they're not rolling with the flow of what's going on. No, they're not, and that's the advantage better. Like, look at a team like the Leafs, right? On a Tuesday night, they're laying $2 against Nashville. Nashville's actually not playing that bad. They're inflated. The Rangers, a buck 80 against Montreal. Are they playing that well? Well, they won a, they won a shootout game against New Jersey. They're not playing that great. You know what I mean? It's just, it's weird. There's certain teams, Brian, that you watch and you look at these lines, and I'll say this with Toronto. They're probably the most overrated, from a line perspective, team out there. You know what I mean? Like, that's all the time. They're playing games that when they played the Kings, they were minus 240 or 260. L.A. was the hottest team. L.A. went in there and dummied them. They didn't just beat Toronto. They won 5-1 to one in that game. I know they're playing better now, but all right, well, all right, that's let me, the thing, right? Let, let me give you a pop quiz here. And just, just give me the answer to this question. And then, uh, and, all right, as long as you've known me, right, Toronto playing Buffalo, all right, in Buffalo is a nut over, as you'd like to say. And in Toronto? Uh, nut under. Okay. We have been doing this now for 15 years, right? Yep. Saturday night, Toronto at Buffalo, two days after the borders opened and Canadian fans can, can come down, so now the Leafs 
Leafs had a big yep. contingent there. They always do. It's Toronto at Buffalo with Arendell getting called up from Rochester who couldn't stop a basketball. Down computers. And a goalie. <laughs> and a goalie for the Leafs making his NHL debut. Yes. And they make that total five and a half. That was the well. It went up to yeah. No, no. The fact that it opened up at five and a half, it went to six. But the, the fact that it wasn't six and a half minus money is insane it, to me. It, you it, don't it think was, both teams are going to get three goals? Even I, my dad said I, that. I, I didn't even. I didn't even call. I didn't call you because I know you knew. You know, but I'm sitting yeah. there going, that was honest to God the bet of our lifetime. I know. I actually, I only went like a double units on it, and I thought about it afterwards. I go. You don't have many opportunities in gambling, and it doesn't work all the time. But this is almost like screw units type of thing, like bet five times what you usually bet. And if it doesn't win, it doesn't win. Right, Brian? Like, you have to do that. It's, it's almost like blackjack, and I think this is a good analogy. When you have a double against a bus card, sometimes I get burned. But I'm thinking seven out of ten times but I'm going to win the that right bet. But it was the right thing to do. And yes, and it doesn't matter. If I lose, I lose. You know what I mean? You have to do it. Because percentages tell you you're going to win more and not just like 60-40. It's like 72-28. When I got a nice – I got I got tw- splitting a 20 into the guy's six, ding, dong, ding. Right? You know what I mean? Or whatever. Whatever I'm doubling. Like most of the time, you, you have a great edge. I agree, Brian. Like those are the things – you don't do it very often. But I know these guys – and know what the problem with our industry is? And I like I love the fact that you're not like this. I talked to guys about two cents and shaving this and old bankroll and blah, 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 blah. Like they always talk about, no, I can't make that because the line change. It's like, shut the hell. yeah, no, I, I use the V word, but I use it in a different way. It's like, so you're telling me because this line went from like eight cents or whatever. And me and Gabe talk about it in football. The bills go from 12 and a half to 13. Why? I'm not going to take them anymore because they're, I know they're going to beat the jets by 38 points. That's the type of thing. So in hockey, you don't get that very often, Brian, but when you do, and when you do, you said it, like that total at five and a half with Buffalo and Toronto, we've seen it. You knew, like if you said exact score, I would have told you Buffalo is going to win 6-5 or the Leafs are going to win 6-5. There's going to be 11 goals in this game. Like it, it happens all the time, Brian. We've seen 8-6 yeah. games well, like let me just, now, for decades. Now, this isn't going to do anybody any favors. We'll see when our buddy Chris Bavona gets us up. Maybe it's up this afternoon. All right. So we're talking about a game tonight. We're taping this yep. on, on uh, Tuesday morning. Yep. But just as a general rule of thumb, this when we're talking to you about how you approach things and what your mindset should be, Montreal's at the Rangers. Okay? The total on this game is five and a half. Correct. Now, there, there are two things in play. And the one nobody's talking about, the big one, is Gerard Gallant is there. This is a breath of fresh air for these guys. This is what he did when he first year in Vegas. We know what they did these guys are playing loose and free and easy, and they say, we play our game. And Gallant's game is to go for it. Okay, that's a starting point. The Rangers have played five straight over games. Five straight overs. And Montreal is playing Caden Primo. This kid gets called up from Laval. Mm -hmm. He had four NHL games last year. One, two, and one. The goals against was just under five, and his save percentage was 846. And the total on this game is five and a half. Now, I know what I'm doing tonight. 
whether it works or it doesn't, <laughs> exactly. you know, I could be wrong, but it's the same discussion we just had with the Leafs. The game could end up 2-1. My point is, if you're doing your due diligence and you're putting these numbers up, how do you not look at this game and say, that total should be six under? You know what I mean? It's like, that number should not be five and a half. You're right. At our book, at Blessing Stewart Sportsbook, that line is six flat minus 120. Minimum, maybe even oh. 25, 30 cents. Okay. I mean, my point right? is all these things fall through the cracks on a daily basis. They do. They do. Uh, <laughs> and it's something to keep your eye on. I see that's a great observation by you, Brian. And you look at the Rangers. You said it. Like, these guys aren't playing these two-to-one games anymore. And teams evolve. And you caught on to it a long time ago with Minnesota when we started doing these hockey gambling shows. You're like, the wild. They're not the same. Like, I'm telling you, Brian, years ago, I could blindly bet the wild under and nine out of ten times, eight, eight, eight out of ten all times. Right. You're, you're absolutely they, they're right. Two to one games. And now all of a sudden well, they're playing six to five games. Well, buddy, you gave, you gave me the other thing, thing, too, about tonight, their home road dichotomy. Here it is. Right? Tonight, yeah. San Jose, Minnesota. Again, you know, if you're listening to this after the fact and they both lose, you go, see, you're an idiot. Or if they no, both but, win. But, but the know. point is, even if it loses, it's still the right thing to do is what we're saying. But San Jose is playing at Minnesota. Yeah, San Jose's playing good hockey. Reimer's playing, and he's actually playing at a high level. He is. But the point is, when we did this podcast over two weeks ago, we said through the first 11 games, Minnesota was 10-1 and over-under. They were over at home, under on the road. Okay, so they, they went over because they played a dumpster fire of a team in Arizona. So And, of course, that's when everybody got in on it, and that game went over. But Minnesota's back home. They're five and zero to the over, and they make the total five and a half. No, see, I'm seeing. It, it got yeah, no, up. You, you, you know what? I, I it wish got it was fed up to six. I got yeah, it yeah, yeah, five yeah. And exactly. And yeah, see, that's the you. thing. You're smart, right? Like you're waking up like the early bird gets the worm. You see a five and a half with juice. I don't care about the juice. See, this is what we talk about with people who drive me nuts in this industry. Oh, five and a half. Look at that. Look at the look at the vig on the, the total. Yeah, if six, you get six. You get a win. Right now we get six, you get a push. But I agree with you 100%. Those are great trends. And you you brought it to my attention. I remember, and I told the guys on the show when I was talking to Marenzi on Game Time Decisions and Dave Sherapan, I'm like, Blessing's telling me, like, have you seen Minnesota's road uh, home road dichotomy? Like, it's crazy. On the road, they're playing more. on uh, The unders at the time, Brian, you said it was every game at home went over, every game uh, on the road went under. Obviously, that's not going to last forever. But you know Minnesota at home. They open it up. Right, they play a different style of hockey. They of course just they do all these. It's teams. more, yeah, it's Wait, shinny all, hockey. All, it's beer league hockey. It's no, more like let's try. Well, here I'll give you Kansas. another one. I'll give it here. Let's go. This one you'll have something. You'll have time to do something on this one. On Wednesday, Chicago is at uh, Seattle. Have you watched any of these games in Seattle? I'm telling you, camp under. No, we watched these guys, and you, the the team was formed. And you're going, well, they got good defense and decent goaltending, and they're going to be smart. They're going to play a chip-and-chase game and, you know, hang around, try to get goals on power play, and in low-scoring games, it'll be the model for them to win. Well, they, they're not horrible, but they, you know, they're not racking up wins. Cam, they're 10-3-2 and two to the over. No, no, I, I know. The only reason I said under, though, is I agree that Seattle, this is the only one we're kind of disagreeing, I, and I agree with your theory. I think Chicago knows that, Brian. They're really trying to tighten up. After their bad start. And I will say this, Flurry's playing a lot better now than he did before. I'm just saying they were automatic overs early on in the season. And I I get that. But if you watch games in Seattle, and here's here's the point 
okay. is these people, it's funny, you watch this stuff, I lived it here in Vegas the first year. Yeah. Where, I mean, Vegas is still, you know, nonsensical with the banging bass and all the nonsense. It's, it's almost like, yeah. calm down, can we just have hockey games, please? But Seattle's going through that, where it's every game, these people are on their feet the whole game, and they're going nuts. It's an insane atmosphere in there. And the players on both sides get sucked into the atmosphere, and they're not playing plotty games. They're 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 all going for it because of the buzz in the building, and it matters. No, I agree. I, I agree with that. I got to be honest with you. And you're like true hockey guy. Like Vegas was a big like ceremony. I was almost happy. Like when Seattle did their first night, it was kind of underwhelming, and I was like, I like this. It was kind of like more about hockey and you know, bringing the team back. And I thought it was pretty cool. And I got to be honest with you, I'm shocked. Like, I thought this team, you know, they'd be all right. They'd compete, whatever. And we knew it wasn't going to be like Vegas, but they're a hard out, Brian. They got a bunch of badasses. They do, like Tanev and stuff. They they made some good moves. We're we're the vibe, I watch this stuff. You know, I mean, we have no life. We we watch this stuff. We love it. Uh, What was I meant? Where's this Tanev guy been all my life? This used guy, to be in, no, where he used to be in Vancouver. You know, I know, but he's a tank. And he's a man. I, he's a machine. I know. Right. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, it was one of the coolest things I've seen because I, you know, what we love about this. We love to bet on it. We love the sport for the game, the game itself, and the traditions and the code and all. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's better than any sport. It really. Brady McMab has been blowing people up with this one move. You know, since he's been in the league, and he's he's laid this this hip check along the wall just inside the blue line, he cuts guys in two. It's unbelievable. It's like do you guys not look at game tape, and he does it twice a game, and he he just destroys people. Well, the best hit he did all year, they're playing Seattle. He hit Tanib so hard, Tanib's puppy felt it. I mean, it, it, he he blasted him. Tanib's tough too. And the two of them go to the ice. And Tanev just looks at him like, hmm, good hit. And gets, <laughs> and gets up and just keeps going. It was like any other guy in the league, I'm telling you, is eating jello through a straw. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but he's a he's a beast who you know who's unbelievable. And every team needs a guy like this. I had John Forslund on my radio show. The, the I like John Forslund. Great nice guy. Man. He is very a, nice man. One of the nicest guys, but he's a it's funny, uh, a lot of these guys in hockey, Brian, no, like, he's you, so you know they're they're elitists. Like it's like, oh, no, you not can't this talk guy. to me. John Forslund's the opposite. Like, I call when I, went, I, when I, I met call, him in Chicago, I'm like, yeah. this guy's really nice. Like I call I'm, John. I call great. John. Hey, can you get time to come on, you know, whatever. My no, he's a good radio man. show in Vegas. Yep. He always, always does it. And he's he's just great. And the day of the game, I was talking, he was telling me all the stories about what's going on out there. But the day of the game, I'm going, I'm telling you, you know, every team needs this. I said, the guy that I love on that team is going to reap rewards for them. And just watch the way he plays is Yanni Gord. This guy, he'll go Gord, to the front Gord's of the net. Awesome. He'll go to the front of the net, and the goalies feed him the blocker pad in the Adams, and he laughs at him. We, we talked about him for five minutes the day of the game. Literally, you're not five minutes into the game. He does exactly that. He and it, he gets to, uh, Stevenson from the Golden Knights. Looks at him and wants to kill him. Grabs his face mask. Gets a penalty. Seattle scores a goal. You know what I mean? You don't think but, you don't think Tampa Bay's missing Gord? Like oh, I know, I know they're the starting guys. to put it together, but that's a guy like you need a rat. You kind of like I know they had to get rid of somebody. I'm just not sure he's the guy. Like he's so damn good. And Brian, to bring this whole 
uh, segment, you know, the show full circle. How does Vancouver let a guy like Tanev, like, like, oh, like that's a fireable, like that, this is the thing. You're a team that let Toffoli go to Montreal during their Stanley Cup run, which was mm-hmm. insane. He already paid his contract. Tanev is a guy that you knew had a skill set. I get it. He's in Seattle, but playing better. But you have to have the foresight. Like, if me and you were in that management team, we're going to lose our jobs because they don't have those guys. And they're hard to find. Those tough guys that can get points, too. Like, give me a break, man. You know? Oh, I know. Hey, we always make fun of a couple quick Gatling gun things. I know you got another thing you got to do. Uh, the Pacific, we always make fun of it. You know, it's the weakest division. All right. I mean, Edmonton's. I don't know about that. Well, here we go. They're playing well. <laughs> Edmonton's 11 and 3. Uh, Anaheim, unbelievable. Seven game winning streak. Can't believe it. Unbelievable. Calgary, 8 3 and 4. To the, you know, 8 3 and 4. Um, the Golden Knights, with all the injuries, probably lucked out, but found a way, and they're right there, which they needed. They could have dug such a hole. And the Kings went nuts, and the Sharks are playing better. I mean, what happened? I don't know how sustainable. It, who who can the can the Ducks, Kings, or Sharks of those three? Can any of them or all of them keep this going? What a question! I'm gonna say out of them all, <laughs> who do you like out of those three teams the most? The Kings? I don't know. No, I, you know what? No, I'm no, to, you like know Anaheim, what the difference I'm, is Anaheim you know has the there best goal. You're going to hear bingo. I was going to say. And the, the With crazy, Gibson guitars. Like, he's been doing it for years. But, like, yeah, but I, buddy, and I love Reimer as much as the next guy. I'm at least no, I, I think Reimer here, got him, like, he's actually better than people think. But no, here's the thing. Anaheim. Here's the thing with Anaheim, and, I, and you nailed it, and this is what I was going to say, is they've been winning this game, and they've got Gibson. And usually what happens is Gibson is unbeatable in the first two months of the season, and then he faces so much rubber, he wears down. Exactly. But here's the thing, Cam. Gibson's 8-2-2 this year. But Gibson has not been this unbelievable version of Gibson. He's been a really good goaltender, but not the guy you need a 30-odd six to beat. Yeah. And if Gibson... Which he's capable of more. If he, you know, what if Gibson goes on a tootsie roll, and then it's one of these things where even if the Ducks aren't playing that good, then he starts stealing games. They're winning games, not needing him to steal games. They're young players. Out of all the teams that have had like good young players, like Zegers, Drysdale. Oh, it's ridiculous. Zegers guy is out of control. Like uh, he is so good, Brian. Like. I watched that game against Vancouver. I'm like, who is this guy? Like, he he did everything. He, he, he was a scary hockey player. And you said it. If they get any type of secondary goalie, you know what the thing about Anaheim is? Their defense is actually pretty – it's competent. Like, it's very – it's decent, right? They have, they've always – that's been Anaheim's MO over the years, and they lost a lot of guys, but it doesn't matter. It's like where did next Troy guy Terry, up mentality. Hey, where did Troy Terry come from? Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is, this is like, who are these people? But they're playing great hockey. Like – that night they beat Vancouver five to one. I I, I learned a hard lesson. I'm like Vancouver's got to win a game eventually. No, they don't. And I beat them upside the like they took them out to the woodshed. You know who one of the key scary teams is? Is you think about these guys, and we always talk about these guys when with contracts in the NHL. You know, a guy gets paid, they get fat and happy, and then they float around for four years, and then they get to the contract year, and they go nuts. Well. The guy that was the hot potato, whatever it was, four or five years ago, everybody wanted this guy. And they overpaid him, Shattenkirk. 
And yeah. he was just downright ordinary. You know what? Actually, he was pretty bad sometimes. So yeah. Now he looks well, good. <laughs> you know what? Shattenkirk is now the guy that everybody thought he was going to be. Exactly. And you look at him. He's got 13 points from the blue line. The most important, Stan, he's plus seven. You know what it is, too, Brian? You ever noticed, and it's something to be said because you grew up covering the Buffalo Sabres, me, the Leafs. I think those, I think these markets actually help veteran players because you don't have to deal with meatheads every day. Like you've been to, but like a, you know, a Leafs <laughs> practice, know. there's 50, 60 guys. They're getting beat down by reporters. There's a certain reporter you hate. Think about it. When you're covering the Ducks, there's a couple guys. Hey, Jerry, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, Kevin, you look really good today. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I noticed that in Nashville. When I talk to Steve and you know, Sullivan and Jordan and you, Tutu and stuff like that, they look less stressed. You when know, I, when I go into the Leafs room, it's all stress, all stress all you, the time. Can't think about it. They, they say it, and it's like a sports talk cliche thing. But you know what? When you're out there in that atmosphere, and hey, and you happen to be playing well, and you're winning, you know what? It's fun to go to the rink. Yes. And when it's fun to go to the rink, you play better. It's simple. Is it? Why fun? do you think? Why is yeah, it like, fun to go to the rink in Vancouver today? <laughs> No, no, they, uh, <laughs> no, it's not. Are they going to beat Colorado? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the next God. game, I don't know. Confer's, hey, JT Confer's out for a month. That's a big loss. They've already got. Um, and we make. Land, well, land, uh, McKinnon, what do you mean? What do you make? We got to end this. But what do you make? What yes. do you make of Colorado? I think there's a lot of problems with that team. Their stars, their stars have been out. They don't you know what Colorado is too, Brian. And we've talked about it. They're top heavy too. Like in the playoffs, you ever notice when they get beat? Like their third and fourth line, they're not as they're not. That's physical how, that's how they lose games, right? They're not physical enough. Their goaltending too can be up and down. They don't have that like shut down. Mm. Like you feel confident with Leonard, you feel confident with a John Gibson. Like it's just it's hit and miss with with Colorado. Anyway, Colorado will be there. I just think before they figure it out, they're a team to fade. Hey, educate me. Last question. Educate me because I'm telling you. It's, they used to be dead to me. Then I was back on them, and then I'm like, they're gonna. You know, this team's built to win a cup, and then they went off the tracks. Nashville's nine five and one. They've been dead to me, and I, I hardly even paid attention to them. They're winning games again. Uh, I don't you know. What know. the play is Brian on Tuesday night? Now I'm not sure how we're gonna get up under. Yeah, they play perfect road game. Like like I see Toronto Nashville like a two to one, three to two type game max. Max. Mm -hmm. Nashville plays a very smart road game. They don't do anything. You know what they are? They're boring. The Predators are like, they're, they're creepy. Boring Boring's yeah. good. It, it, it is. Boring in hockey is the best thing you want to be. As a road team, you want to be boring as hell. Score the first goal. Shut the crowd up defense. and bore yeah. them. Shut up, Leaf fan, even though they're eating sushi <laughs> and $20 roast beef sandwiches. The ones that are there and up in the nosebleeds, yeah, you'll shut them up. Oh, and and that'll be scary. I mean, I guess the Chelsea dagger thing, and I, I got it. I'm, honestly, I watch a Leafs game, you know, I watch the Oh, game I said watch. it. it yeah, no, 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 no. And I'll enjoy yes, the yes. game. When they score a goal, I automatically hit the mute button. Oh, yeah. It's embarrassing. I'm so sick of that song. I Honestly, they were supposed to change it. Oh. How can you take a hockey team seriously Good like God. I want, like with a Hall & Oates song? Like, are you kidding me? That's what we do for Tim Horton's Timbits games. Like, children should be. Like, <laughs> like are you kidding me? This is your song. Like, you're right. At least Chelsea, like, let's have a drink and get wasted. Like, Hall and Oates as your goal song? You should be like, who's in the boardroom here, Brian? Like, play well, something. Uh, play like, I, a, like anything I, with a guitar. You know, can, like, no, but like can something it, with a riff. But no, a no, no, but I'm just saying, you know what? All teams. 
have three or four goal songs to just keep playing the same thing. No, it's, no, I don't even care about one goal song. Uh, it's got to be a classic, though. It, you can't have God. like a love song as your goal song. Like it's so Leafs. Like it's just such uh-huh. a Leaf thing to do. Just, just it's play, embarrassing. Just play Weird Al Yankovic. And yeah, I it. agree. I'd rather hear Weird Al. We're fat. Like I don't know. Like anything, <laughs> anything. I know you got to go. I do. All right. <laughs> I'll tell you, no, you're absolutely right, Brian. Good call by you. Leafs, if you're listening, I know you're not listening to this uh, show with me and Brian. Do yourself a favor. I don't care if you're friends with Hall & Oates or they had a concert for the team. I don't know how the hell this happened. End it. Be an adult team and get a real goal song. End of discussion. Hey, what you know joke. what? Hey, I got news for you. I, I, it's, it's, one of the, it's the open to my radio show. I'm serious, right? It's a Winnipeg brass band, right? And it, it's 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 a brass band, an up tempo version of Stompin' Tom Connors. Yeah, that would be a great goal song for anybody. And in Toronto, I don't. I, I, I'm telling you, Brian, anything but what they got. Like, <laughs> I'd rather hear Adele. Did you already? Hit, <laughs> I always lose. I lose my dates, and I always get mad. Well, when when did you have your Thanksgiving? When was the Canadian Thanksgiving? Uh, a couple weeks ago. No, actually, yeah. no. It's about a month ago. We have it in October. Yeah, I had my parents not, over for dinner. I mean, I love you like a brother, but I really have a stone in my. I, there, there's two. There's two things. What oh, you're, no. you're 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 going to knock Canadian Thanksgiving versus American Thanksgiving? Are no, you kidding no, no, me? No, you no, guys have it too close no, to Christmas. No, no. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm one. Yeah, the, my the, friend. The, the Canadian the, the Canadian thing that bugs me is. You know, you're a Leafs fan. The Leafs get eliminated. Then you're a, a flame. I don't do that, though. Then you're an Oilers fan. And then yeah. at the end of the day, Tampa Bay wins and go, oh, yeah, the guy in the third line is from London. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, hey, I won the cup. That is, that's that's <laughs> yeah, not fair. You're, you know, you're right. I'll agree with you. That's not fair. And the other thing, I'm yep. jealous. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. You get two of them. Yeah, I don't you, really, you, I don't get I don't get two of them. I celebrate two of them. I'm not a regular Canadian, Brian. I usually take American Thanksgiving off to get wasted and watch football. <laughs> but me and Gabe will be doing the Bills game, which you'll like. They're the night game that oh, night. So I'm actually hey. gonna be working and it's How's gonna that be for fantastic. I got, tur- I got turkey I all day honest, in the though, Bills game. I love I love in USA, like I love it. I will live there in a heartbeat. You know it, Brian. I'll live in Nevada and like send me there, give me my permanent residency. I don't care. I will say this. Your, the Canadian Thanksgiving is actually good on the calendar. It's you guys are too close to the Thanksgiving's too close to Christmas. That's an issue. It's way too close. It's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right about Canadian hockey fans with that. Oh no, the Canadian team's out, so I'm going to cheer for the other Canadian team. Who cares? Cheer for whoever the hell you want. <laughs> that never made sense to me either. Yeah. Why? I, I don't have to cheer for Montreal. If I, oh. I don't have to cheer for Winnipeg. You know, you, like I can cheer for whoever yeah. I want. You know, Tampa Bay wins the cup, and the guys. You know, I know. Yeah, so, some kid yeah. from Milton was a black yeah, ace for from the, the Lightning. You know? I won the cup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. That's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, bud. Hey, we love doing it. We'll do it again next week. It's the Light the Lamp podcast. Uh, Cami, tell them when you're on with, with Gabe and all the good stuff you're doing. Yeah, yeah, we're on uh, every day. I do some updates with Scotty Farrell at 4 Eastern. Brian, I know your show. Listen to the Sports Grid Network. Brian's on before that. 6 to 7 p.m., we do a show, Game Time Decisions, getting you set up, all betting lines, all sports, and we do talk hockey on the show as well and give you some picks for the night. 7 to 9, Brian, in-game live with uh, Dave Sharapan, too, uh, from Vegas, and we go through uh, what live games we like, try to find a little bit of uh, some good numbers for you, and hopefully we make some money and have a plus at the end of the night. And I guarantee you, you will have a few laughs. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got some chuckles. Yeah, we got some really bad jokes. Uh, you, sure. you get me two to four Eastern lead into Scott Farrell, 
uh, weekdays with Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Cam, always great fun. Say hi to the lovely Lisa. I will, Brian. And uh, I'll keep the I'll keep uh, Schmirnoff stocks uh, going through the roof now. No more beer, vodka, and water. Ding, 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 ding.